0: Hey friend, are you trying to plan a Disney World vacation, but you're not sure where to start? Do you wish you could head into your trip feeling prepared and confident with a plan that's right for your family and your budget? Hi, I'm Megan. At dream wish Plan, I help moms plan their dream Disney World vacation without the overwhelm. On this show, we'll walk through the Disney park basics, so you'll understand all the things that Disney World has to offer talk about vacation planning strategy and I'll give you tips and hacks that will put you way ahead of the pack so you can maximize the fun and minimize the stress. So grab a cup of coffee and your favorite notebook and get ready to create a plan to make some magical Disney memories. Hello friends and welcome to the Dream Wish Plan podcast. We're getting closer to spring and it makes me so happy. And not only is springtime in general one of my favorite times of year, but springtime at Disney is also one of my favorite times because it's Epcot's Flower and Garden Festival. In my opinion, Flower and Garden is the best festival of the year because it's just so beautiful. It's got the best of all worlds. It's got food booths. It's got flowers. It's got colors. What's not to like? So you may be wondering, what is the Epcot Flower and Garden Festival? And what makes it different from the other festivals that go on during the year at Epcot? So today, I'm breaking it all down for you. So let's talk about it. What is Epcot Flower and Garden Festival? Well, it's similar to the other festivals in that you'll find many of the same elements. There are food booths or outdoor kitchens. There's entertainment such as a concert series. There are beautiful, elaborate Disney-themed topiaries and outdoor gardens to explore. There's a scavenger hunt, and there is a food stroll. And all of these elements have a spring theme to them. One of the questions I get a lot when it comes to the Epcot festivals is do you need a separate ticket to attend the festival? And the answer is no. You don't need a separate ticket, and there isn't an additional charge. You just need a park ticket for the day and a park pass reservation to be able to enjoy the festival. You do have to pay for any food or drinks you get from the food booths, and there are some other extras you can choose to pay for, which we'll talk about. Epcot Flower and Garden Festival this year runs from March 1st to July 5th. So it's a long festival. It's like four months long. So if you're traveling anytime during spring or early summer, you'll have an opportunity to experience this festival. So let's get into some more details about the different pieces of the festival. And if you've listened to the podcast before, you probably know where I'm going to start. Obviously, I'm going to start with the food. The outdoor kitchens are similar to what you're going to find at other festivals, but the offerings are going to be more unique to Flower and Garden. I'm not going to go through all the kitchens and menus in this episode, but I will add a link in the show notes to my blog post which gives a more complete list of everything that's included. But here I'll give you a highlight of some of my favorites and some of the most popular spots and items. One of the new spots for this year's festival is brunch cot, which as its name suggests will offer brunch type menu items like avocado toast, lox benedict on everything focaccia, and fried cinnamon roll bites with cream cheese frosting and candied bacon, which were previously available at the Sunshine Griddle booth, and they are amazing. Some other highlights are the taco vampiro, which is barbacoa beef in a corn flour tortilla with Monterey Jack cheese and salsa that you'll find in Mexico. And one of the cool food booths at the festival is the Honey Bistro, which has menu items that incorporate honey. This year, they have a chicken and waffles, which is honey brined chicken with cornbread waffle with honey butter and spicy honey. All right, I really should not have tried to record this when I'm hungry. Okay, just a few more favorites. At Fleur de lis they have a beignet caramelise, which is caramelized beignet filled with vanilla ice cream, and that caramel on top is crispy crunchy. It's so good. This is a really popular booth, so just be aware that lines can tend to be longer for this one. But it's worth it. Similar to other festivals, there is also a food stroll you can complete called Garden Graze. In your festival passport, you'll find a collection of 10 items to try. Once you collect five stamps from purchasing different items, you can show your passport at Pineapple Promenade to get a specialty treat. All right, let's talk about a few drink offerings and then we'll move on, I promise. I'll give you three drinks that I would want to get at this festival. The first one is at Magnolia Terrace near the American Adventure Pavilion. They have a Bayou cocktail with Bayou spiced rum, coconut rum, fruit punch, and orange juice. I love a rum punch cocktail. The second is at Tangerine Cafe, flavors of Medina at the Morocco Pavilion. They have a Kiel Farms strawberry elderflower hard cider. I really like hard cider and this sounds like something different to try. They also have cider flights available. And one more that's non-alcoholic, so it's good for the whole family, is at Pineapple Promenade, and it is the Frozen Dessert Violet Lemonade. It's refreshing and not too sweet, in my opinion, and it's so pretty, too. One thing that can be really helpful if you're planning to eat and drink around the world at a festival is to put some money on a gift card. They actually have specific flower and garden-themed gift cards that you can buy that are wristbands. And it makes it easy to access your payment while you're touring around. But you can also kind of use that as your budget. So if you want to spend no more than $50 or $100 for the day, or whatever your budget is, you can just put that amount on your card, and when it's gone, you're done. All right. now that we got the food and drinks out of the way, what else does Flower and Garden Festival have to offer? Well, as you can tell by the name, it offers flowers and gardens. It's hard to express just how beautiful these displays are. Even if you're not a gardener or someone that's particularly into plants in general, it's pretty near impossible not to appreciate these vibrant and elaborate displays. My favorite thing are the character topiaries. You can find them throughout the park, and some of the characters you can see are Anna and Elsa in Norway, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves in Germany, Beauty and the Beast in France, Buzz Lightyear in the American Adventure Pavilion. And new for 2023, you'll be able to find the characters from Encanto near the main entrance and Tiana at the American Adventure Pavilion. Besides the topiaries, there are also outdoor gardens and flower displays. All right, let's talk entertainment at the festivals. What else can you do at the festival? There is a butterfly landing where you can see different species of butterflies in World Nature. In World Discovery, there's an Outdoor Escapes Play Garden, which is a camped-themed garden playground area. Another one of my favorite parts of an Epcot festival is the scavenger hunt. And the scavenger hunt at Flower and Garden is called Spike's Pollination Exploration. You can purchase a map for 9 dollars at several different merchandise locations. You'll be searching for Spike the Bee all around Epcot. And once you complete your hunt, you can turn in your map at World Traveler or Disney Traders for a surprise. And because Easter falls during Flower and Garden Festival, there's also a second scavenger hunt that's available starting March 13th. And that's the extravaganza scavenger hunt. And it works the exact same way, except you're looking for big Disney-themed Easter eggs. Another fun form of entertainment at the festival is the Garden Rocks Concert Series, located at the America Garden Theater at the American Adventure Pavilion. The concerts are held on select dates, and there are performances scheduled on those dates at 5.30, 6.45, and 8 p.m. I won't go through the whole lineup for 2023, but here are some fun ones. Cool and the Gang on April 30th and May 1st. Rick Springfield on May 28th and 29th and Plain White Teas on June 2nd through the 5th. There are dining packages available, so similar to what you would find during Christmas time for the Candlelight Processional, where you purchase a package and it's a fixed price menu and you get guaranteed seating at the concert. I wouldn't necessarily recommend this unless there's a band you're a big fan of and you really wanna make sure you get particular seating. Other than that, you're probably good if you show up around 30 minutes early for the concert. And besides all the food and entertainment, another fun thing about the festivals is the merchandise and souvenirs you can find. There are a lot of spring and garden themed items. There's a whole orange bird collection and a snow white collection. I really like the snow white collection. There is a really pretty pair of flowered mini ears that I have my eye on. And there's also a figment collection if you're a fan of figment. Now some of these items you'll be able to find on Shop Disney, but not all of them. So that gives you an idea of what to expect from the 2023 Epcot Flower and Garden Festival. Like I said, the framework for the festivals is mostly the same with different themes. But Flower and Garden is probably my favorite just because of how beautiful it is. Thanks so much for listening, and until next time, happy planning. If you enjoyed this episode, it would help me so much if you would take a minute to rate and review the show on iTunes. And if you still feel stuck and want my help designing your dream vacation, click the link in the show notes to book a one-on-one planning call with me. Thanks so much for listening, and until next time, happy planning.